It's a radical thing in today's culture for a young man to reject what the culture tells him will make him happy in favor of what God is showing him will truly make him happy. These are the honest conversations of the men discerning the priesthood in the Diocese of Nashville, seminarians learning what it means to follow Christ's call. You're going to have to interact with the people and you're going to have to knock on their door and be like, hey, like, I haven't seen you in a while. Are you okay? Everything's going on. Dealing with the challenges. Sometimes I was like, boy, I wish I would have paid more attention in that class. <laughs> I'd be able to answer this question a little bit better. Let me get back to you. Finding the beauty. At least for us in our seminarian time, um, we have to do papers. We have to do all these things, but always uh, create some times where you're going to spend time with the Lord. This is the Nash Vocations Podcast. Adapted for Nashville Catholic Radio. Welcome to the Nashville Vocations Podcast. My name is Seth Reed, and with me today I have Deacon Nansa Ohanaka, Deacon Brent Thayer, David Herrera. So today we're going to do things uh, slightly different. We usually have a serious topic, but today we're going to have more of a fun topic. We're going to talk about movies. So we're going to go around the room and list our top three oh, movies. Top three. Do you want to do top five? Uh, I'll go last. Let me let me think about process it. things a little okay. bit. Yeah, I don't think anybody's actually ready. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I can't think of. I can think of top three right off, off the top of my head. I can't. I can think of one. Okay, l- let's start with one, and we'll go around the room and name one. Okay, it doesn't matter if it's number one or number three on the list. It's just a movie that you really really like. Number one definitely is Top Gun. Top Gun. Okay, mm-hmm. that's a good choice. Good choice. Other than that, I'd have to think about the other two. Yeah. You hit, your time starts now, Brent. <laughs> yeah, sure. uh, my number one movie would be Jurassic Park. Oh my goodness, that movie terrified me as a child. I, I remember seeing it in theaters. I did not see it in theaters. I oh. saw it in my third grade classroom. In which your is third? Not, a, <laughs> not the place to see it. Why did your teacher let you y'all watch Jurassic <laughs> I don't, Park? Look, I, w- I was in third grade. I don't. I, I did not question the decisions of my teacher. I just hid in the ch- underneath the chair of the person in front of me. What class was this? I think like, it was just like, we just had time. I don't remember. Like life, All I remember was, <laughs> it was, it wasn't for class. I, I think it was just like towards the end of the semester. Just like, it's a, like, we're not going to learn anything new. Just toss on a movie to keep us interested. Um, and so it was just, we, <laughs> I remember being just terrified of the dinosaurs and like I was just bawling, and I hit underneath the chair of the kid in front of me. I was a terrified little third grader. <laughs> you have to also keep in mind I was like a year, a year and a half younger than everybody else in my class. I was seven years old in third grade. It was my first time seeing dinosaurs, other than like in picture books. Um, and I'd only been in the U.S. for a little bit, but yeah, it just the dinosaurs terrified me. Um, yeah. Now we know some of Nanzo's trauma. <laughs> I mean, I'm not scared of dinosaurs now. <laughs> Are you sure? Have you ever seen a dinosaur in real life? Have you? I mean, no, but still. <laughs> what if you did? I, I, okay, I mean, I guess the closest we've got are crocodiles and chickens. Komodo dragon. Chickens. Uh, yeah, chickens are, I mean, they yeah. said they're the closest living really? yeah. uh, relatives to the T-Rex. I can, yeah, I can see, yeah, crocodile, alligator. Yeah. Imagine that. The most fearful beast of all. And now we eat his descendants. 
I wouldn't say I wouldn't say the T Rex is the most fearful beast of all. It's just the one that we talk well, about the most because of yeah. partially because of Jurassic Park. There's one guy I watch on YouTube who knows a bunch of of animal facts, and he says like the crocodile. It's such a perfect hunter that hasn't really had to evolve over the, like millions of years. Like the only difference, only, the only thing that's evolved is just to be smaller. <laughs> that's the only thing. Like everything else, it's still a terrifying beast. So I guess crocodiles. I am terrified of being near a hungry crocodile. Yeah, David, your favorite movie? I cannot think of my top one, but I know in my top ones will be Jurassic Park as well. Okay, Donzo. <sighs> uh, okay, I'm a superhero movie guy. Um, Captain America, The Winter Soldier, probably be my top one right now. Okay. Wonder Woman is a close second. Do you want to go for uh, our next one, or have you all just... Well, I, I said my second was, was Wonder Woman. Oh. <laughs> and then Pitch Perfect. Okay. So <laughs> <laughs> really? Pitch Perfect was the first movie I ever watched, and I was, that I was like, oh my goodness, I want to watch that again. Okay. And yeah, it was actually, it was, let's see, it would have been June of 2014. I was in Nigeria when I watched it for the first time. And then I watched it again right after I watched, like I literally, the movie ended, I was just like, I like that so much, I'm going to watch it again. And so I restarted the movie and watched it again. Brit? Hmm. Well, I would have to say, and it's kind of going along with, the, well, the Christmas theme, it's a wonderful life. Okay. Yeah. David? Um, I think my top one would be Independence Day. Ooh, that's a good choice. So I think that'll be my top one. That That's a movie that I continuously watch. So, yeah. Uh, my number two would probably be Clue. Oh, that's a good one. That is a good one. And then for number three, probably one of the Godzilla movies. Mm. I can't particularly pick one out, just one of the Godzilla movies. The Japanese Godzilla movies oh, yeah. or the American? Okay, and the Showa era too. Okay, okay. You just gotta, you gotta be, you gotta be specific a little <laughs> bit. <laughs> I mean, but even even some of the older ones. I mean, the newer ones like sixties and seventies and eighties. Those are those are not bad. Yeah. How do you feel? Have you watched Shin Godzilla? Yeah, I've seen Shin Godzilla. Okay, that's it was it was weird, but it was good. Okay, all right. Yeah. So those are kind of our top three movies now. Brent has oh, already. I did, well, oh, I did my top two. Oh, well, what's your third? Third one would be Dracula 1931. Oh. Bella Lugosi. It's yep. a great movie. Classic choice. Mm-hmm. I like older movies, so I, appre- I appreciate them. Mm-hmm. Brent has already mentioned a Christmas movie, so let's move on to uh, your favorite Christmas movie. I don't really watch a lot of Christmas movies. <laughs> uh. And and Die Hard and A Home Alone are possible choices, if you so desire. Iron Man 3 is also technically a Christmas movie. Then it can be Iron Man 3? It's not going to be Iron Man 3. Uh, I'll go with Elf, but that's only because I watched it when I did Driver's Ed in the summer. Okay. Christmas in July? <laughs> yep. A fair Christmas movie? Yeah, it's a wonderful life. Wonderful life. Yeah, definitely. I'll say Home Alone, but... The recent one that I have watched will be <laughs> Frozen, but I don't know if that's... Oh. Oh. No, it's not a Christmas movie. I mean, it's got snow. <laughs> it's got snow. It's got that aspect to it. That's a very Western understanding of Christmas. Like, there's snow involved Christmas. Yep. That's, There's yeah. some trees that look like Christmas trees. It's Christmas. Yeah. 
I, I was sitting in the classroom the other day, and they were writing Christmas poems. And the teacher was like, okay, give us, let's come up with, like, themes for Christmas, like Christmas themes. And people were like, snowflakes, uh, reindeer. It's like, that's really not Christmas per se. Because it's just, it's basically just winter themed, basically. Mm-hmm. Like, if it's, is it winter? Therefore, it's Christmas. I think my favorite Christmas movie is probably A Christmas Story. Hmm. Okay. That's a great one. We'll shoot your eye out. Oh, fudge. <laughs> of course. <laughs> favorite horror movies. I know Nonzo doesn't like horror movies, so nope. this is probably going to be hard for him. <laughs> or favorite thriller. It doesn't have to be a horror movie. It can be a thriller. Mm-hmm. You've already said Dracula, so Dracula. I assume so. And actually, I have a a close second. I guess you. Call, it's not a horror movie. I guess it's more like a... It is. So, I don't know if you ever saw The Others yes. with Nicole Kidman. That's a good movie. That is a great movie. Yeah, That's a horror I movie. I don't like, like, I don't like horror movies, but mm-hmm. that one, it didn't, yeah, it didn't scare me. Like, it's not gory, stuff like that. It was just more just kind of like, yeah, it's almost kind of like a thriller in some yeah. sense. Yeah, messes with your mind. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You don't figure out what's actually really going on until the end of the movie. Yeah. That's what I like. Disney movies also count, like Halloween movies, Hocus Pocus. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, the Ghost of Mr. Chicken, things like that. <laughs> Those would count. So, David, what's your favorite? Favorites? I recently watched The Ghost of Mr. Chicken, and I mean, there is no ghost. I mean, there is a ghost, but there is no chicken. I was hoping there was like a chicken or something. Barney Fife is the chicken. Uh-huh. I know, but there is not an actual chicken. Don Knox, that's his real name, right? Don Knox. I haven't yeah. seen the movie, so I have no idea what's going so, on. Th- I'm not sure what year that movie was made, but it's kind of funny because uh, this. Over this past fall, it was around Halloween time, and I was just browsing through Netflix to see like a different movie I could watch, mm-hmm. and that was one of the movies. Ghost <laughs> and so I just see, yeah, Ghost of Mr. Shaken, and I see Don Knotts' face on there. I was like, I've never seen this movie, but I chose to watch something else. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the one hor- horror movie, quote-unquote, um, that I've watched was Scream, and I watched that at somebody's birthday party in the middle of the day, and we just made fun of the movie the entire time. So that, w- that was fine for me. Uh, so I guess Scream. I like horror movies a lot, so for me, it's a hard choice. I think one that sticks to my mind the most is a Korean movie called The Wailing. That's really That good. is a really scary one. Yeah, it's pretty good. And for those of you who don't know, I watch a lot of Korean TV, so I know, I know of a lot of Korean movies. Koreans do make a lot of horror movies. They do. Have you watched the Whispering Corridor series? I have not. Okay, those ones I hear are pretty good. Have you seen The Ring? That's Japanese. That's Japanese. That is but terrifying. Like the, well, not the no, the American remake? I saw the American remake. I I thought, that was, <laughs> I thought that was a little freaky. I watched parts of The Ring and then I did not watch any more of it ever again. It was too scary. <laughs> All I remember is the little girl coming out of the TV. The American version like, or the J- Japanese version? Oh, the American version. Oh, well, that's... Like okay. I would, if like, it terrifies you, that's a that's a good movie then. I don't know that I will ever actually watch it because I think I would be afraid of TVs. <laughs> <laughs> I think I, I'm pretty sure I saw that in the theater. Talking about things that scare you to the point of not wanting to be around anything anymore. Um, seminary, hey! <laughs> <laughs> no, not, not, not seminary. Uh, and there's a British TV show called Doctor Who, mm-hmm. and there's an episode uh, called Blink. And in the, you have these monsters that are just angel statues, but they're terrifying because when you blink, they can basically move as fast as possible. So like it can be like 
100 feet away. If you blink, it'll be right in front of you. Mm. And the way it kills you is that it sends you back in time and then, it, and then it feeds off the potential energy of your life, of what your life could have been. It's the science fiction part of it, don't think about it too much, but it's still terrifying. <laughs> because like right before it, like when it gets super close to you, its face like turns into like just this horrible, like monstrous face. But like every other time, every time you see it, its hands are in front of its face. And I remember I'd gone, I was a TSU for a summer and I was at one of the dorms. Outside of the dorms, they have these little baby angel statues. And every time I walk by, I have to tell myself, it's just a TV show. It's just a TV show. <laughs> <laughs> Don't blink, Nanza, or the baby's going to get you. Yeah. A movie that you have, like, an emotional connection to. I'll go first, because I can see y'all are like, mm -hmm. I don't know, man. <laughs> Jurassic Park. <laughs> <laughs> We're back to the beginning. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I guess for me, it will be Wonder Woman. But that, but I think that, but the main reason for for that is more because I think in terms of female supers, I think it's probably the best portrayal of a female superhero on screen that we've had, like as far as like a standalone movie, mm -hmm. because they they actually allowed her to be a woman. I feel like a lot of movies when they try to make a feminine character strong, they just end up making her a guy in a skirt, and we don't need that. We need strong women. <laughs> So I think Wonder Woman did a really good job of, of portraying that without trying to... She was strong because she was a woman. Not, she, she wasn't strong be, despite being a woman. Right. And so I, I, I'd always, I always found that... I, I, like I, it's just something that always resonated with me in terms of, like, like in our culture now where we have the whole gender dysphoria and all of that. It was mm -hmm. just a really strong understanding of what it means to be a woman. And then on the flip side, it helps affirm what it means to be a man. Brent? You got anything? David, you go. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think for me it's going to be any of the Minions movie. Because, I mean... Uh, <laughs> it's, I <don't>. Explain. Because, <laughs> I mean, uh, the way that I see Minions is like each one of them, even though they look different, each one of them has their own characteristic. Like, right. And how like they come in unity and can do great things. <laughs> Um, but yeah, I think that's that's why, and I think I have a strong sense to uh, to, the, to those movies. Can you name all the minions? No. <laughs> they have different names. I know uh, at least three of them have names. <laughs> it's now okay. So I, I have it. So it's the rookie with Dennis Quaid. Okay. And the reason is because I think one of them. Because I think it's about baseball. It's it surrounds the story. Which I think is God's favorite sport. I think if you, were, if, you, if, you, if you were to ask God, you know, God, what is your favorite sport? I have no doubt he's going to say baseball. Second, um, so in the movie Dennis Quaid, it's based on a true story. So this older guy, he used to play in the major leagues, and he retired, and basically ends up coming back to the major league baseball, and he's like in his I can't remember like early forties, which is like unheard of. Yeah, there's always been this kind of kind of like emotional attachment. Cause I think it's just awesome and how. You know, someone you know was still inspired to achieve this goal, even though you know they're, they're older and they didn't think it was possible when, right. when it was. Okay, why do you think baseball is God's favorite sport? <laughs> it's just because it, I know it is. It's just, <laughs> see, baseball has a very spiritual aspect to it. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I think like, you're gonna have to explain like more. The movie, like Field of Dreams, right? Yeah. I think about the history of baseball okay. like, in America. Like it's America's pastime. 
You know, I think all of uh, Europe would argue with you. Everybody. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And Latin America. <laughs> everybody in, in baseball, like all the positions, like there's no sport that where you have to have such like attention. And because there's so Soccer. Because there's David, so much. David right now is going crazy with his hands. Because <laughs> everybody needs to know like what's going on, like how many outs there are, how many strikes this guy has. Um, there's so many different scenarios that can happen. And they all have to keep, you know, making sure that they're attentive, like at all times. I think the same same thing happens in soccer. You have say to- your your <laughs> communist sport. <laughs> <laughs> it's not communist. It predates communism by a lot. I've seen. I, I, I've gone to see baseball live once, and I realized it's like a big picnic. And that is the problem. I went to go. I went to go watch a sport. I didn't go. I didn't go to just hang out with friends. I could have done that at home on my couch. <laughs> Meanwhile, with soccer, soccer is a blink and you miss it sport. It's like that's wh- that's why soccer games. It's so hard for them to know when to stick in ad breaks because it's like you could come back to the ad break and two goals would have been scored. I mean, that's really hard, like professional soccer. All right. But it is a very like you have to be on the edge of your seat the entire time. So, favorite sports movie. <laughs> I I really like the Mighty Ducks. Mighty, that, that is great. Mighty Ducks is pretty good. Is uh, what's the one where the it's a baseball movie? The kid has the broken arm, but then it makes it so that he can throw yeah. the ball really good. The rookie. The, oh, is that the rookie? The rookie. Yeah, it's a, it's a different way. Is it no rookie of the year? Rookie of the year. That's rookie what it is. Year. And then uh, what's uh, the Sandlot? That's about yeah. baseball. Yeah, that's a good yeah, movie that was, too. I haven't seen the Sandlot. I, I've seen bits of it mm-hmm. uh, when I was sitting to uh, an urgent care waiting to get a COVID test to go back to seminary. <laughs> <laughs> David, um, for me, it won't be baseball, uh, but it will be goal, which is like this guy trying to make it to the major league. Have you all seen Shallon Soccer? <gasps> yes, that, that is a great crazy movie. movie. Yes. <laughs> I have not seen it, but I know of it. We went back on to school in Nigeria. Uh, because we didn't have a TV on campus, or like we didn't watch movies, what people would do was, like, during our breaks and stuff, people would tell stories of movies they'd watch over the break. Right. And so I did hear about Challenge Soccer. On this debate that was happening just a second ago before Brent decided <laughs> to end the debate, I have no horse in this race. I like neither soccer nor baseball. <laughs> <laughs> That's a shame. If I'm going to watch anything, it's probably going to be football. Football is a fine sport to watch. But football is not spiritual in any type of capacity. There can be spirituality to it. I mean, there could be, but like... No, like baseball. <laughs> or soccer. <laughs> uh, you know, I, I never, like growing up, I never I never really watched football, but I, like ha- having an interest seminary and like played football a little bit. I can I, I can appreciate it. It's more more than it is a sport. Is also it's a chess match between two coaches. Yeah, and that is not something you, you see. You, it doesn't come out as well in other sports. I mean, in other sports, there is a lot of mind games going on between mm-hmm. the coaches trying to outplay the other. But I, but like in soccer, like even though you have the coaches doing like all that they can. It relies on the skill of the players. While in football, the skill of the players is important, but you also need a coach who can organize everybody well. Because if yeah. you because if you don't have a good coach, if you can have the most talented people, and it ain't, it's not gonna come. It's not gonna work out. Yeah, that's why Alabama always wins. Yeah, <laughs> true story. 
I think the best sport to go see live, though, is hockey. Hmm. If you've never been to a hockey game, you should go to a hockey game. It's really fun. It's a lot of testosterone. One of my favorite movies, uh, The Miracle, about the 1980 um, USA hockey team. Have mm-hmm. you seen that? Yeah, you got to see that if you I'm haven't not, seen that. But I just thought of another movie. Cool Runnings. Oh, yeah. That is a good sports movie. John Candy. Yeah. Great actor. Y'all haven't seen Cool Runnings? I don't really watch sports movies. It's not my jam. You should watch Cool Runnings. It's it's a comedy, first and foremost, but it's based on a true story. It's the Jamaican bobsled team. Yeah, Jamaican yeah. <laughs> <laughs> It was made back in the like early 90s. Yeah. That sounds about right. Yeah. It's very good. I mean, the last Winter Olympics, there was a guy from South America, I've forgotten which country, that did cross-country skiing. It was his first time seeing snow. <laughs> wow. So, like, literally, at the Olympics, he's learning how to ski. Did he do any good? He completed the course. Hey, that's all that matters. What's your favorite romance movie? <laughs> oh, okay. Uh, if you say a Marvel movie, that's not a, it's <laughs> I'm going to be very movie. impressed. <laughs> It's not, I mean, I, like, I mean, Doctor Strange, that movie, to a certain extent, is a romance movie. Um, well, more so the What If episode on Doctor Strange than the movie itself, but that's that's by the point. Uh, romance movie, oh, crap, hold on, give me a second, I need to remember the name of it, it's a Korean movie. Oh, yeah, I forgot about Korean movies. <laughs> <laughs> I, I have seen some romance movies then. Uh, let's expand it the genre just a little bit too. It doesn't have to be like romantic love. Let's say a love movie. So it could be like a father going after his child or a mother going after her child. I mean, I don't want to say Taken is a good example, <laughs> but you know, like yeah, uh, Taken is my favorite romance. <laughs> the Man Who Knew Too Much by Hitchcock. I would say that 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 that, yeah. that could be classified as a type of romantic movie because Doris Day is trying to save her son and. Yeah. And her husband is trying to help her, so you know. Um, I can tell you my favorite uh, rom- a romance TV show, okay. which is a Korean okay. show. It's called uh, Hogu's Love. Um, yeah, that that'll be it. What's it about? Uh, it's about I'm assuming romance, but yeah. You know. So, so uh, it's about a character. His name is Hogu, which in Korea basically means idiot or pushover. Okay. Uh, and he's he fell in love with. Well, so in high, when he was in high school, he fell in love with this girl who was a swimmer. She eventually becomes like an, a national swimmer for like the Korean national team, and they sort of just drift apart. She comes back into his life, and she he, they go off to a beach one night. The next, she disappears for a little bit. Comes back, turn, comes back. Turns out she's pregnant uh, for a little bit. He thinks it was her, his kid, and then she quickly told him, "No, it's not your kid." Uh, and anyway, he eventually sort of, I mean, they eventually fall in love and he takes care of, he ends up becoming the dad of the kid, the stepfather. Mm-hmm. Turns out that she was, she'd been raped by somebody else on her team. And, uh, but yeah, it's just, it's just a really, it's just a really feel good story for me. Like mm-hmm. I've, it's one of the few shows I've watched several times. Like whenever I'm just like, you know what? I just need something to uplift my spirits. That's what I watch. Brent, did you figure out the movie? It is A Walk to Remember. A Walk to Remember. So, I mean, as far as that, it's like the only romance movie that I even know of, I think. I was going to go with Marvel, but since y'all didn't. No, go ahead. (laughs) Marvel. (laughs) 
Like I said, I'm going to be impressed if you can say a Marvel movie. Spider-Man, any of the Spider-Man No, I mean, movies. the end game, you know, it was the romance of uh, Iron Man leaving everything else, you know? Okay. Oh, right. that's, actually, that's true. That's true. No, but um, if I had to choose one, I think it's going to be, it's actually a Spanish movie. Okay. Which is uh, Las Casas de Cartón, which is like the Cardon houses in his base, like back in Honduras, El Salvador. Um, and it's about like this family trying to survive the, uh, the guerrilla and trying to survive the soldiers and everything. And this little boy falls in love with this girl of mm-hmm. the town. And so the, it's like their story on how they survive everything. I, won't, I don't want to say a lot about it, not to spoil anything, but it's a pretty good movie. Okay. Actually, I can't think of one movie. I would guess I would consider a romance movie. It's an older movie. Uh, it's called Ball of Fire. I think it was made in like 19, oh gosh, I would say like 47. Okay. Um, I don't know. If yeah, yeah. So I like older movies. And so it has the f- famous actress, uh, Barbara Stanwyck. Mm-hmm. Ever heard of her? Yeah. So she's in it. And yeah, it's, a really, it's a really good movie. So basically there's these guys, they're all, they're living together and they're writing an encyclopedia. Mm-hmm. And uh, so somehow, so Barbara Stanwyck, her character comes into the movie because she as basically she's part of or she's dating a mobster right and so she's like trying to get out of dodge kind of and so she ends up staying with them and she ends up falling in love with one of them and at the end they basically yeah fall in love and that's basically it but it's, it's actually a great movie right sounds like a good movie sound of music okay uh, i guess yeah I could I guess you could call it. Right? I mean, it, I mean, she falls in love with the kids, and uh, to, and she falls in love with the uh, Baron. And I mean, he also falls in love with her. I can't remember the name of mine. This guy, he ends up like on a little island. He starts like making signs or something, like on a poster board, and he's showing up to see if people will notice him. But the only one who notices him is like a, a woman who's living by herself in her apartment. She just looks out one day and sees him. So she gets binoculars and looks at it, and then she starts making her own little signs and puts them up in the window too. So thank you all for listening. This has uh, been our episode, something a little bit new. If you have any questions for us, you can email them to priest at nashvocations.org. That email again is priest at nashvocations.org. If you send them to us, they may get on the podcast. Just in the title, put this is for the podcast. Otherwise, Father Willingbush or another priest will answer it. Or maybe a seminarian or Geraldine. I don't know. Somebody, somebody might answer it if you don't say this for the podcast. But thanks for listening, and uh, we hope you enjoy it. And hopefully we'll see you in our parishes when we're assigned there. Or if you're out of state, I hope this has been beneficial for you in some way. God bless. God bless. This has been an adaptation of the Nash Vocations podcast for Nashville Catholic Radio in conjunction with the Vocations Office of the Diocese of Nashville. Shining the light of our Catholic faith in everyday life. This is Nashville Catholic Radio, 100.5 FM and streaming at NashvilleCR.com.